All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful thing. Laugh a little more things. Tight, tighten up your core things. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. What up? New Thursday. Who dis? This is Amy, actually, and Mary. Hey. She's here for the intro because she's going to do a thing with us in this episode. So I have also two interviews today, one with Lisa, which is at the Well Necessities. She's coming on to talk about exercise addiction, which is interesting. Y'all have been loving her. I love her mindset when it comes to wellness and attitude about food and working out. And she just had an aha moment. Isn't that an Oprah thing? Mm-hmm. Aha. Aha moment. Yeah. yeah. She had an aha moment recently that she shared on Instagram when she was at a friend's wedding. And I reached out to her and I said, I want you to talk about that on the podcast. So she came on and we discussed that. And also Caroline Hobby is on, which she has a podcast called Get Real. And it's awesome. And she interviews the wives. Predominantly, she's starting to branch out a little bit more, but I would say the core of a lot of her most recent interviews are the wives of country stars and she lives here in Nashville and they're really interesting. So she comes on to talk about that, but she's also like 38 weeks pregnant 
So we get into some of that. I mean, we kind of talk about it all, but she's she's a super cool person. I love her outlook on life. She's always trying to be joy, spark joy. We're, we're all about joy, right? Oh, yeah. Pimp and joy, hashtag. So, and then uh, also we'll get into the myth, like a myth of vulnerability. So I'll touch on that. And then a little segment with Mary on me being a second mom, because that's what I am, because I adopted two kids. And I don't know that this is the exact order that things are going to be in, but that's the menu. How do you feel about that menu? I love it. I'm excited. Okay, good. If you ever are listening, something I see that Mary does, which I think is super cool and supportive of any, not just mine, but any podcast she listens to, she takes a screenshot when she's listening and throws it up on her Instagram stories with the swipe up. And she'll say, oh, I really liked this podcast or, or maybe even why she liked it or something. So that's just a little encouragement. You don't have to do it with mine. Oh yeah, but you should. But you should. <laughs> Mary, yeah, you should no, tell them so it's not No, me. you totally should. I feel like that's the main way that I find different podcasts is because people I follow, obviously I'm interested in them and then I'm usually interested in the same things that they're interested in. So yeah, screenshot it, just tag or, and then tell what it is, why you like it. Yeah. And yeah. then maybe people will subscribe and swipe up and listen and then we can you know, keep going with the podcast. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm going to keep going with it no matter what. I mean, I'm all in on this. If but you it, don't do a swipe up or if you don't do a screenshot, it might not be here next week. Right. <laughs> this is what's keeping us alive. But not really. I'll still hear you be talking, but I'd rather be talking to a lot of you than none of you and getting to know more of you and creating more of a community. We were talking about the podcast being... A lot of them are our core people too. Like Mary and I feel like we have our Espoir people, but I know a lot of you Espoir people shout out are listening. Yeah. You know who you are, but it's not hard to get in the club. All you got to do is just join us on our Friday night lives, which speaking of when Mary and I talk, we have a special announcement about a live we have coming up that is going to be amazing. Like mm -hmm. unlike you've ever seen before, <laughs> even if you're not going to, you don't even, even if you just want to pop in. You might want to see how it's going. Yeah. You might want to watch the train wreck, you know, because I feel like <laughs> it could derail, but it's going to be fun and I'm excited about it. So we'll, we'll talk about that, but yeah, we want to create a community. And so I think even with our, our joy seeker, we were talking about how Walker turned our joy seeker shirt that supports Haiti. Um, be kind, choose joy, laugh a lot, eat cake. That's where the, that's, and that's now my podcast theme song. So we have items that have that on there, we have a Joy Seeker shirt and mm -hmm. we have a Joy Seeker pouch, which is so cute. I love my pouch. I throw it in my four things tote. It's a lot of four things. And then, you know, you can put all kinds of accessories or your cords or charging cables, all the stuff in there. Yeah. And it's a really great little travel thing. But that's a way where you can, I feel like maybe one day that stuff will be out there. And then you may see someone else with the four things and you can either be, or the Joy Seeker one. That and be like, hey, do you listen to the podcast or, you know, you must support Shop Espoir or whatever. But I would like it to be so like a, also a podcast thing too. And then guess what? If they're like, no, I just liked this. I just support Espoir. Then you can be like, well, you know, there's a podcast <laughs> that was based off the four things. And then boom, we got a new listener. <laughs> See how the community builds. It's that easy. So um, Mary and I just appreciate any and all support right now. All things as far going to education in Haiti through Project MetaShare in their school, which is, is that again, we're, oh, oh my God, I'm getting a phone call. Hold on, please. This is, I have a landline so I can do phone interviews and sometimes the phone rings. So y'all are getting a little treat. 
Hello? 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 No, Tommy. Oh, hello? Oh. Oh, oh. Not, Nasha. No, I think wrong number. Okay, thanks. Okay. Oh, they weren't like... That could have been good. I know, it could have been good. <laughs> could have been something amazing and random right here, but... Oh, well. Okay, so there you go. You know what's coming up in this episode. Y'all are awesome. You can um, email us what you think about this episode, four things with Brown at gmail.com or send your questions for the Q&A on Tuesdays, all that jazz. But uh, yeah, listen through. And then I've got an awesome, awesome email shout out at the end of this episode as well. So here we go. First thing. That's right. Ah. So Lisa is back on. She's at the well necessities on Instagram. And people talk all the time about how social media is ruining the world. And it's da, 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 da. And while I think there are negative aspects to social media, for sure, there are so many positives, like the amazing people that I've been able to meet that I otherwise would not meet if it was not for Instagram, like my girl, Lisa, for example. So <laughs> she's come on the podcast twice before. She's back on again. And this is Hopefully not going to be her last time. She's. I. I would like to adopt you as a regular because I. I'm obsessed with your Instagram and your posts. Like people that aren't following you yet, I encourage them to just go over, test out some of the content you'll want to follow. Again, it's at the Well Necessities. And even before we just got you on the phone for the interview, Lisa, I was scrolling through your Instagram, mm-hmm. and there's so many good ones to go back and revisit. And I saw one that you posted back on July 11th, which really resonated with me big time. And you're, mm-hmm. it's just a video of you eating those cauliflower pretzels, you know? Yeah. And you're yep. eating them and you're thinking, you're just eating them over and over, just like in the bag. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's been me. And I totally agree with you. They are not good. <laughs> They're so gross. But why are we just, just, I mean, people need to go check out that post again. It's from July 11th and it's you munching on these pretzels. Like you're never going to eat a pretzel again. And like, why do we do that? Well, it's so interesting that you bring that, that post up because that post was written as a result to our last conversation um, on the podcast where we talked a little bit about the healthy halo. Um, And you made me realize that this is something that I talk about all the time but I don't have a blog post on it. Um, so Instagram is kind of like a mini blog. Sometimes my Instagram goes to my blog. Sometimes Instagram is just Instagram. But anyway, just to catch everybody up to speed, the healthy halo is something that I refer to where we give a food a healthy halo. And as a result, we check out our, what I call inner wisdom, like our ability to tune in, check in with ourselves, ask ourselves, are we enjoying the food? Are we satisfied? How full are we? Because, it's chalked up as healthy. Um, This may equate to free to some people, you know, like free calories or nutrition or whatever it is, but um, there's really a big, uh, it's doing a big disservice to yourself to put a healthy halo on the food. And it's also very easy to do. So it's something that even I can get wrapped up in very easily. Um, So just to look out for the healthy halo in your own life. Um, so what does that look like? I think it looks very different for a lot of people, but like 2019, where we are right now, what I'm seeing, the foods that are getting the healthy halo are the ones that are like marked as keto or paleo. Um, for some people, it might be vegan or sugar-free, um, whatever that sort of like label is or whatever the food has or doesn't have that makes it like safe. Um, so the cauliflower pretzels, and I feel bad just because this brand, I think it's a 
Oh, I agree. Brand. I, I like the brand in general, but I bought their yeah. pretzels and I've eaten them and not liked them. And then I've bought them again. And I, ca- I bought right. them multiple times until finally I was like, why, why, why am I buying these? And I'm only eating. And if you look at some of the other ingredients, I mean, it's just because, I mean, I might as well just eat a real freaking pretzel if I want a pretzel. A hundred percent. So yeah, these, this brand in particular isn't a bad brand and there's plenty of people who like the pretzels, but they're a grain free pretzel. Um, they're made from cauliflower. And as a result, people are just like buying them up. The flavor is just not good. However, they do have other products that I do like. And I just like to disclaim that like, just because we're talking about the healthy halo doesn't mean that like you can't find a product that's an alternative or um, made with alternative ingredients. And that makes it, you know, some food that you shouldn't eat. What I try and do is just help people understand why they're turning towards certain foods um, and really feel confident in those choices. Because like you said, you keep buying these pretzels, you're eating them. They personally make me feel like very not good, which is yeah, the most important my, thing to I me. Think, I think my stomach hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Okay. Well, I just wanted to revisit that. I know that, you know, we touched on it a little bit, but I just felt when I was scrolling back through your Instagram, it just hit me again. That's one that just hits me hard. So it's worth, you know. And Worth just a mention for the audience to just also pay attention is like it says cauliflower pretzels on the on the um, label and that's like so you're just reaching for them thinking they're just cauliflower but that's just a I don't even think it's their main ingredients so you know they still are made I think with like cassava flour so they've still got other ingredients they're not right. just pure cauliflower so pay attention to all those things before just eating a food because it's marked as healthy exactly and so. Uh, one other post that you put up where, which is why we're actually doing this little talk right now is because you posted about exercise addiction in a nutshell. And it, it's something that I was like, Oh, Whoa, we, we should talk about this. And I think you had, you were at, it was a wedding weekend for you, right? Yep. And so just for reference, if people want to go back to this post, it was August 5th and I'm going to let Lisa take it from here on on what the post was about, what the, what that weekend was like for her and how it was different than weekends past. Love that. Thank you so much. So, um, yeah, we're talking about exercise addiction, but also I think like most importantly, what we're trying to create, which is a healthy relationship to exercise, the same way we're trying to foster a healthy relationship to food, right? Because we have to eat and we should be moving our bodies. But how can we do so in a way that our relationship to these two things stays positive, right? Does that make sense? Yes. So that specific weekend, it was my best, best, best girlfriend's uh, wedding. Um, and each night was like, for the each night of the weekend, so Friday and Saturday night, oh no, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, it was a little bit extended, was filled with just like, you know, not foods that I typically eat at the time that I eat them. So uh, we got home from the rehearsal dinner on Friday night and we ordered room service fries. We were staying in New York. It was fun. And on the way out the door to go to the gym the next morning, because I like usually get a walk in, it just is how I restart. Um, I walked past the fries that were sitting right outside the door. There was nothing left of the fries. And my response was, oh, yeah, like I I ate that last night. Um, And then kind of like went on my merry way to the gym to get my same walk in. And I realized a few seconds later, like that was so powerful um, and easy to miss because that, oh, yeah, in the past would have been a, I don't know if I can, and I don't want to curse, you know, an, oh, crap. Um, 
you know, oh, crap, oh, my God, what did I do? Now I need to work out extra hard, go for longer, um, do better tomorrow, eat clean, you know, make make up for it. So my that was always sort of followed up by an action plan, an attempt to feel in control, um, and that usually looked like food rules and extra exercise. And as a result, my exercise was punishment, not for joy. Right. Um, so it's something to just pay attention to because exercise um, is never a punishment and food is never a reward. And when we see them as these um, interchangeable things, we need um, we get to eat because we exercise or we exercise. So now we could eat more or that food. We're not only um, losing this deep connection with our body and our ability to hone the actual food and amounts that we want and need, but we're miserable, you know, like exercise is actually a joyful thing, but you need to like really back it up and establish your why and come to terms with what feels good for you. Right. I love it. I think that that's huge. And, you know, I, I think once you can get to a place where you can live in the moment like you were with your girlfriends that weekend and have the, yep. oh, yeah, we ate that and not have to like realize that your body is capable of handling that. If you're but if you sit there and stress about it, that's when your body isn't capable of handling because yeah. and then and then also when you give yourself that freedom, you don't go totally crazy like you could. You, like you said, you could maybe, maybe the night before, it could have piled on way more than fries. If you put so much emphasis about that and you weren't really in the moment, you just go totally crazy to where the next day, it's not really an oh yeah. It's like, you just feel so overwhelmingly crappy that it is kind of like, Good. it is like a no crap, but even though you desperately want the oh yeah, but you feel mm-hmm. so bad. But the, And then you're like, okay, instantly our brain is like, I can fix this. I can fix this. I'll just go to the gym and work out hardcore. I'll drink tons of water. I'll only have green juice for the rest of the day. And I'll fix this. And that's just, it's just, that's just not a fun way to live at all. Right. And you bring up such an important point, and I'm so glad you did. And it's this idea that we have this, like, overt ability to control our bodies and that our minds are like so much smarter than our bodies. And every time we jump back into that cycle of, okay, all I have to do is do this and then I'll be okay. And, you know, just to give yourself compassion in that moment too, like that's how we protect ourselves and feel um, safe, you know, cause it's very unnerving to think, Oh my God, what did I do? I don't feel good. What is it going to do to my body? Whether it be for health or shape or size, um, or to just feel like crap. And like, we talk about this one instance, but it stems from your overall um, relationship to food and exercise, not just on the weekend. So um, something that I'm seeing in my online course a lot now is my students are really struggling with the weekend because they, um, you know, they're saying that they're doing really well during the week. They're eating well, they're working out. And then Friday comes and they are, you know, wanting to, not be so rigid with food rules. And so they sort of go nuts on whatever their, their not allowed food is during the week. And then Sunday they're left feeling like crap again. And then Monday, you know, they're back into the hamster wheel of being good, but they're putting themselves in a cycle of like making this way more of a thing than it, than it has to be. Your body will tell you when it wants to move Mm -hmm. um, and how it wants to move. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and if you do eat the fries late night with your girlfriends, your body will digest it. There's no need to go crazy over it. Well, like it, your body's that's the oh, thing. Your body. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead, Lisa. No, 
I was going to say your body will digest it, of course, but more importantly, it will let you know when it needs more food again. So perhaps you don't usually eat at 2 a.m. French fries. The best thing you can do is to wake up and instead, I know it's so easy to reach for those rules of what you're going to do and what you're not going to do, but instead allow um, your body to communicate with you when it's hungry. Perhaps it's later in the day than when you typically eat breakfast because you just had food at 2 a.m. Right. But by telling it, oh, no, I can't eat this, this and this or until this time, by the time you allow yourself to eat, you're so disconnected from your own body that you're you're feeding right back into that cycle. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to moving, I love that, you know, to just to revisit when you walked by the fries and you were like, oh, yeah, I ate that. But you were on your way to move Mm -hmm. anyway, no matter what, because moving our bodies are it's just important. And I would like to encourage people if you're in a place where you're in a rut and you just haven't been then, you know, start small, like try to go on those walks. Think about activities that you, maybe you used to be into or you, you've you been curious to try and give them a try. Pick out, like do a variety of things throughout the week and see if there's something that really just hits home with you and you're like, okay, this is cool. This is home. Whether it's a yoga YouTube video or actually going to a studio. I know sometimes if you haven't been out and about, like in a, with working out with others, sometimes it can be intimidating if you're trying to get back into it, but there's so many different things that you can do at home. Um, because I don't want people to get confused too with that word. You know, I think Lisa was pretty clear, so nobody should get confused, but, um, that, you know, you shouldn't work out, but it's more exercise addiction that we're, when you're addicted to, it's almost, it's a, it's a sense of, it's a, it's a way of purging. Like if you, mm-hmm. you may not be throwing up your food, but you're trying to burn those calories because you feel guilty that you did something. And we want working out to be, like you said, a joy. It should feel good. So what is that feel good thing for you? And for me over the years, it's changed. Like it fluctuates Great and I just point. have to listen to my body. But then, you know, it's not every day do I want to go do it. But there's that saying too, that once you finish a workout, you don't ever regret mm-hmm. having done it. I don't know how many like class instructors have told me that one, but it is so true. Right. It's so true. Right. And I think you bring up a really good point. And I always, you know, lead from this place of like, we need movement. I have my master's in exercise physiology for a reason. We need it. But so important to do two things. A, you know, like you said, take inventory of what brings you joy, because there is something out there, whether it's walking, rollerblading, yoga, Pilates, um, you know, anything really that is going to literally alter your brain chemistry because it feels so good for you. Um, but it might take a little bit of time to figure out what that thing is for you. And the other thing I just want to say is if you find some, you know, I think the reason that we have this sort of like messed up relationship to exercise, many of us is because we, we think that we don't like it because of something we've done before. So, I mean, for me, as early as um, like physical education, PE in high school, I hated, I thought I hated exercise because I hated what we had to do in those class in those um, at gym, at gym time. PE. Like, I don't like to do sprints. I don't like to do like relays, you know, stuff like that. And so I always thought that I hated exercise, but that's not the case. My body just doesn't like to do that. Right. Exactly. Love it. And then, so what's um, this, do you have webinars, is there a webinar coming yeah. up, Lisa? We, we should have probably yeah. talked about this before, but we'll just go ahead and talk about it with no, everybody no else. Problem. Yeah. Well, it's basically, um, you know, when you reached out to me and you, you said, oh, I want to talk about this. I realized, you know, this is something that I should be talking about because from my own personal 
story. Um, I have been, I've allowed to de- go, go from exercise addict to fitness flexible. That's what I'm going to call the webinar. Um, and it's going to happen in September. I'll give you the dates and a link. And we're just going to go in-depth, really, about everything that we've spoken about on this podcast that we will talk about, my personal story, um, as well as how do we make this shift? How do we bring exercise into our lives and make it part of our health story in a way that isn't forceful so that it can, like, the best word I can think of is make it sustainable. Because it's got to be sustainable, and it all comes down to your mindset about what fitness is for you. Awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. Love that. Okay. And you'll get us the info and then we'll make sure to have it. And, uh, always you can check out Lisa's website, thewellnecessities.com. And then you're at the wellnecessities. I mean, I know I'm telling you, y'all, she's a good follow. You Mm got to get into it. And she's got this fiance. He's a vegan doctor. (laughs) I like, I like y'all's life. Um, they live in DC, but she's from New York. And again, we have never met, but I hope to meet you, um, one day and then hopefully I want to meet you, but I really want to meet your children. (laughs) I know. I know. Well, you'll get to meet them. I think we'll be coming to DC at some point, like soon ish. They're my favorite. And yes, we will yeah. definitely come, come and see, come see you live and in person. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. Second thing. Okay. So for this thing, I've got Mary here to join me because I got an email and this isn't, you know, we have a Q and A episode that's every Tuesday, and then we do an email shout out at the end of the Four Things podcast always. But every once in a while, an email will make its way into a thing because I just think that it's interesting. And I got this email from Darcy, and she had heard me talking on the Bobby Bone Show about being the second mom to my kids because we adopted two kids from Haiti, and my son turned, what did he turned nine? <laughs> I'm trying to think, what was I posting about? But I was posting about my son's birthday in August. And I put that, you know, like when I saw him that morning, the first thing I thought of was what it was like nine years ago. And, and I wasn't the one giving birth to him. Like it was his mom, his first mom, his Haitian mom. And so I consider myself to be his second mom, and I can't help but think of her and wonder what that day is like. And I have never met her, but I hope to meet her one day. And Mary's here with me, and she has gone to Haiti with me a bajillion times. <laughs> we've even seen, like, we've seen Stashira's mom, like, from from yeah, afar. We were but at we the didn't one day, and she was there. Right. So we were still in the um, adoption process. So legally, I couldn't and have an encounter with her. It wouldn't have been smart because it could have tampered with the whole thing because, you know, there's all kinds of different reasons. We don't need to get into those now, but it just wasn't good for me to to meet her. And it was so awkward because I was there to pick up Stashira and then I had to take her and she was there. I don't know why, maybe doing some paperwork. The moms are still involved in the process, even though the kids had been at the orphanage for years and years and years. When you're adopting from there, they still have to show up to the court dates and be, you know, testify that, yes, I, I want my children to go to this family and sign off on it. So how many years had Stashira? Stashira had been at the orphanage five, five years. Yeah. And Stevenson, you know, Seven. 
And his wow. birth mom came to see him when he was like six or seven. And I think that was the first time. And mm-hmm. he still talks about her. And sometimes he'll say, he, I think he hears, Stashira legit remembers. knows her mom and yeah. remembers because she lived with her mom until she was five and a half. And then, but Stevenson never, he was at the orphanage since like a month old. My dog's in here right now. So she's, what is she doing? Drinking my iced tea. Oh, Cora. <laughs> Cora, <laughs> don't do that. And she just, sorry, you're not going to want to drink that because she just drank out of the toilet too. Yeah. <laughs> it was clean water though. <laughs> so, but okay, Cora, you cannot have caffeine. Get away from Mary's tea. Here, put it on this. There you go. So, I mean, I think that, you know, Stevenson hears Stashira talk about how you know, she knew her mom or maybe she misses her mom. And then he picks up on that. And so, and then I've lost my mom. She, I lost her to cancer. So sometimes I say that I miss my mom. So he picks up on stuff like that. And now all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he'll be like, I miss miss my my mom. mom. (laughs) And I just, I'm like, okay, buddy. But in my mind, you, you didn't know her. I hope one day he does know her, but it's, that's, that's for another trip to Haiti, which Mary and I literally just canceled She's here with me right now in Nashville, and we're recording a bunch of stuff because, well, we're supposed to be in Haiti today, mm-hmm. <laughs> but got canceled because it's just not safe for us to go there right now. So hopefully we'll be able to go back with the kids one day. A friend and a mentor to me recommended that I at least wait two years for the kids to get settled in America for two years before you take them back. Which is soon. To it's Haiti. crazy. Yeah. In December, it'll be two years. Yeah. Uh, it's totally not so. I think, you know, a year and a half in, I'm finally starting to get down the mom thing. <laughs> I feel the second mom, even though I'm the second mom, I'm the full-time mom right now. And I'm starting to get it down. Like little things. My kids were in school for a year, but I didn't think of, we're upstairs recording. And this is where we were packaging some teacher for things totes. And we put together gift bags for the kids' teachers. And I, I didn't do that last year for their teachers, but... I realized that's something that a lot of moms do. And no pressure if you're a mom that doesn't. I don't think it's mandatory. But I did notice once I posted that on Instagram how much teachers appreciate that. Like tons of DMs and comments. Man, if I was a teacher, I would love that. Oh, that's so awesome. Like, this is so great. I love when parents think of us because, you know, your kids are with the teachers, what, sometimes seven, eight hours a day? A lot, yeah. A lot. So... It's just, I think as moms, if you can take a second to think about the teachers, again, took me a year and a half to figure this out. And it, honestly, full transparency, it was motivated by the fact that we came up with a teacher for things tote. <laughs> and I was like, well, this would be a perfect gift. And the kids can, they went to Target with us and helped pick out a few things to fill the totes with. And then they're stuffing them and then taking them to their teachers at school is like a back to school gift. Like, hey, it's new year. You're my new teacher. Here's a gift. Some teachers are even like, sent me messages saying brownie points. Heck yeah. <laughs> so Stevenson, that little guy, he, you can get. He, can, <laughs> he needs all the brownies. Stashira is a pretty good student. Stevenson is all over the place and just wants to dance or not. Sometimes it's he's frustrating. Popular. He, he's always socializing. <laughs> He will never eat his lunch because he's too busy talking. <laughs> so he needs all the brownie points he can get. So if you happen to be like me and you're thinking like last minute, oh shoot, I haven't been a mom that's done that for teachers. Just think of something little you can do or follow our lead and do order, go to 
shopespoir.com or fourthings.com. We have so many ways, Mary, that people can get to things. Theshopforward.com, radioamy.com. But you go there and click on the teacher tote and then go to the store with your kid or not your kid because honestly, sometimes taking kids to the store is just enough trouble. But fill it in, but then have your kid join you in packing it and maybe writing a cute little note. I just... I just, I didn't realize until I started seeing all the messages from teachers how much this is going to mean. Oh, yeah. Took me a minute. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you're a mom for a year and a half here, and this is the first time I'm ever doing anything for teachers. And I think now that I realize how cool it is, I'm always going to, every time they get a new round of teachers, whether it's yearly or semesterly or however your school works, try to think of a way you can do that, even if it's just a card. Because I get it. It's, It's not cheap to buy a tote and fill it up. But if... If there's just something you can do, or even a five dollar gift card from to Starbucks, totally. they can. That's to to a teacher. It's sweet. That's one morning they get to go through a drive through and treat themselves to a latte, and they don't have to pay for it. So there's always ways to do something like that. And just quickly too, since we're talking about the teacher totes, Mary and I are going to try something. We'll give more updates next Thursday because that'll be like the day before, but. We're going to do a Facebook Live. <laughs> we've never done Facebook Live. I don't, yeah. Hopefully it works. Yeah. We've done Instagram Live, but this will be a Friday night Facebook Live. About, uh, about the teacher totes. Yeah. Specifically. Teacher yeah. totes. No. Teacher for things tote project. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. And Mary is going to be um, working it like on QVC. Oh, I am? (laughs) Well, Amy's going to be in California, so we're going to be together. Yeah, so I have to fly to California for a Trisha Yearwood album release party at our iHeart Theater there. So convenient that it's in LA and I get to hang out with Mary. So yeah, I'm going to stay with her till like Saturday. So on Friday night, we're going to do a whole, because we've been telling y'all in case you've missed it, or you forgot, but the sponsored totes are going to, we're going to really push them that night where you can finally log on and buy, buy a tote that we're going to fill up for teachers. And we have companies that are on board. Yes. So you can sponsor a tote. You're not going to get anything. You're not going to get the tote in the mail. We're trying to figure out if there's a way we can, you know, people, if you spend money, you want to get something, we get that. That's not lost on us, but it may be that you get a, Virtual high five from us. We haven't quite figured it out yet. We're going to call people. We're going to, on the Facebook Live, we're going to call people like they do on QVC where they're talking and then all of a sudden the phone rings and they're like, oh, we got Cindy in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, Cindy. And then Cindy's like, oh my gosh, I just bought five (laughs) ruby diamond rings or something. (laughs) Except for this, in our case, it'll be, oh my gosh, I just sponsored two teacher four things totes and I'm so excited and then well tell us a little bit about yourself Cindy <laughs> Mary pretend you're Cindy <laughs> well I like long walks on the beach <laughs> carrying my four things tote mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I love sponsoring things yeah like and then also part of that night while people sponsor the link will be up to where you can submit teachers that could possibly get the sponsored totes yes. and then the cool part is we've got companies that are on board we're trying to we're working on that as we speak to fill the totes up with all of these goodies. And then they're going to be shipped out randomly to teachers and they're just going to get it as a surprise. And we just can't wait for teachers to open these up and be like, what? Somebody submitted me? Or if you're a teacher and you want a tote, submit yourself. Totally. Totally. We are not above that. Like that's, I would do that. Yeah. So you may get 
selected, we just don't know how many submissions we're going to get versus how many totes we're going to have sponsored because that will make a big difference because obviously we need the totes paid for. So hopefully y'all will join us in that. So mark your calendar now and I'll give you a reminder next week. Next week I have Kelly Levesque on. Oh, mm-hmm. yay. I love Kelly. Mm-hmm. Kelly's awesome. That'll be a really good one. Yeah, she is all. a... Is she doing all four things? All four things. Oh. She's a celebrity nutritionist. Mm-hmm. She also lives in California. She works with Jessica Alba. Amy Molly, Brown. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, Molly Sims. Hmm. Lots of people. Lots like, of people. Oh, so um, many people. Hillary, um, not Duff. Who's the... Kerr? Not Hillary. Does she work? Maybe oh, she... No, not Hillary Kerr. <laughs> but I was thinking of that. No, now I can't think of who. But anyway, it doesn't matter. She is pretty cool and awesome. So she's on All for Things next week. And Mary and I will give y'all a reminder too to mark your calendars for Friday, September 6th, 8 p.m. Central. Yeah. Facebook Friday Night Live. That's basically going to be like QVC, but for totes. We're going to have so much fun. So hopefully y'all will join us. All right. uh, Over and out, Mary, do you have anything you want to say? Um, About me being anything about me being a second mom? I think she's an awesome second mom and killing it. And yeah, I think it's like an interesting position for you to be in that you're like balancing really well by still acknowledging and like honoring their first mom and not just like pretending like that never happened. Right. But it's like a big part of their lives. And I think that that's tricky because like it could be like, I don't know selfishly I would maybe want to just be like I'm your mom now like let's right. I, but I totally I think it's awesome the way you're doing it and yeah, yeah. And, and every situation is unique and like I don't know if there's a right or wrong way to do it so true because the first mom situation who knows if that's healthy enough for that to even be a thing yeah um, but just I mean that's still something a child they know they know so unless it's a big secret and they don't know for whatever reason, but most kids but then these there's days, 23 me now, so they're gonna oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's all kind of kinds of DNA testing kits out there, and then they're gonna find out when they're yeah. 18 and say what? Or probably by the time who knows in 10 years there'll be somebody be, else that yeah, it's not even gonna be some crazy test. Yeah, you can probably just go to Walgreens and prick your finger, and it's gonna give you all your relatives. <laughs> Great. What was that girl? Oh, that oh, oh. Walgreens. Uh, oh, that Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes. If y'all have not listened to the podcast Crazy. about her, what was that podcast called? Um, hmm. Now I can't no. think. Oh, oh, imposter or something. Something like that. She. Yeah. Just just type in Elizabeth Holmes and Google it because you'll find the podcast that was done on her, and it is crazy but she basically had this whole Walgreens prick your finger for some blood thing and it would tell you all this stuff but it wasn't real it, was, it never it worked. wasn't real and people were investing and it affected people's health it yeah it it really did it affected people's health because they were just kind of faking it till they make it but they never made it Mm-mm. like Mary and I are very pro fake it till you make it but <laughs> if you involves people's <laughs> like life and death yeah. but yeah and all their some people invested their life savings oh totally so and then they never got it back so yeah Fake it till you make it, but not if it's affecting people's lives, like life or death and livelihood, because that's just, it's so wrong. It's so wrong. So, well, thank you, Darcy, for the email about about that. I know that, you know, she only emailed because she she found it interesting that I referred to myself as a second mom. And I was like, well, I am. So if you two are considering adoption, just Think about that as you're going into it. Everybody's story is different. Everybody's family looks different. But just try to 
remember that. Remember this. Remember back to this podcast and know that there is a first mom out there and you don't know the whole, if you don't know the whole story, then you're just kind of left wondering, but you don't want your kid to just kind of never think about them either because you know they will be. So make sure you make that conversation comfortable. And I think by me still acknowledging their moms, that conversation is going to be easier than if I ignored it. Yeah. And it's an open conversation. It's continually going. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Over and out. Bye. Well, not bye because there's still more (laughs) podcasts, but we're done with this thing. All right. I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in store. All right. So I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories, and they cut out the cost of the middleman, and they pass the savings on to us So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover-up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18-plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual essential for women 18 plus multivitamin every morning i take them on an empty stomach but sometimes if i forget i may take them in the afternoon it's really up to you when you want to take them there's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules and what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption 
of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Here we go. Okay, so I've got my friend Caroline Hobby here with me, and she has a podcast, Get Real. Yes. With Caroline Hobby. <laughs> is that is there a tagline too? Honest women, honest talk. There you go. Honest women, honest talk. Yes. I knew it was a, I knew it was something catchy and good. So we're on here to, to to talk about that and your podcast, but also just I love your the joy that you have and the honesty that you have and the cute little waddle that you have when you're walking <laughs> up my stairs with your pregnant belly. Now, depending on when people are listening to this, you might have given birth. Yeah. How, I mean, you're how far along? 36 weeks on Wednesday. So when does this air? I don't know yet. Okay. Y'all be, I'm full term. By the time this airs, like we're basically full term. So mm-hmm. it could, it could be any day now. Yeah. And you could give birth any moment and you just came over. It's hot. It's a Sunday when we're recording this and it is hot out. And she came over straight from a walk in the middle of the day. And I'm like, <laughs> I, Stevenson was asking me to go ride his bike and I walk while he rides. I'm like, buddy, it's too hot right now. And then I'm looking at you like basically about to give birth walking. And I'm like, you know what? When we get done, I'm going on a walk. <laughs> it is hot out there, but I don't do any exercise and I haven't this whole pregnancy except for walking. So I think it kind of keeps me feeling a touch normal just to be active a little bit because I really gave up exercising when I got pregnant. (laughs) Before you got pregnant, we did a lot of yoga together. I love it and miss it. Right. Same. But you were real hesitant at the beginning because you have gone through a miscarriage. miscarriage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, we had a chemical pregnancy and a miscarriage, which I didn't even know what a chemical pregnancy was. It's like you get pregnant and it doesn't stick. So it's like five weeks. So it's super early on. And then we had a miscarriage and I just like, it gave me massive anxiety, like the whole losing and then wondering if I will be able to keep a baby, if it'll stick. And so I kind of just, I tried to work out a little bit and do yoga. And then I would have like a full blown panic attack afterwards. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to work out this season of my life because even though it's good for you and it's recommended to work out, the anxiety it was giving me was so 
much more intense. Like counterproductive. Yeah. That I was yeah. like, I'm just going to take a break. <laughs> yeah. But we've done our little neighborhood walks. Which isn't so fun because now we have a stroller for, gang. Yeah. Stroller gang. And you're about to have the baby <laughs> in the stroller. And, you know, Stevenson's up there on his little bike. And then the, got, he's the mayor. He's like the mayor of the, <laughs> of the neighborhood. And he walks ahead or rides ahead of us. And then we follow him with strollers or whatnot. I mean, I don't have a stroller. But um, that's been like fun. I think just finding a community of girlfriends that you can do things with is important. And that that's what I think people love about your podcast, honestly, is you're bringing women together. Currently, you're interviewing a lot of, or like your thing is the wives in the business. Yes. So describe that a little bit, because I do feel like a lot of people have appreciated hearing the insight and probably the wives had, li- have, they've liked an outlet to yeah. kind of share some things totally. and put it out there because some of them may choose to be whatever their profession is, just not in the spotlight. But regardless, people still know who they are and some of them are, are more out there than others, but your podcast is giving them their side of the story. Totally. And I feel that way. I sort of happened naturally because being married to Michael, who's in a band, a thousand horses, like I started meeting all these wives of other artists just by going on the road or going to different events or just like being in places where other wives of country music artists were. And there's so many incredible women. And I know you know a ton of them too. Yeah. So many incredible women and wives in this industry and they have huge platforms now. A lot of it due to social media that's like so huge now. But they have huge platforms and they have such a strong voice themselves that I feel like doesn't quite get heard as much as their husbands. Well, doesn't get much, doesn't get heard as much right. as their husbands. Yeah. And so after getting to know all these women and I was doing a podcast already, I was like, I wanted to start just interviewing the wives and seeing their story, sharing their hearts. And it turns out, all of them have so much to say and they have so many things that they're doing with their lives and their stories are incredible. Like some of their stories you would just never expect, what they've gone through, how they've overcome things, like their goals, what they are trying to do to change the world. And it's just so fascinating and they're so real and honest and vulnerable and they've been honest with their insecurities and their struggles. And I think the feedback I get the most is, how relatable all these wives are. And mm-hmm. just like no one knew, because you look at their Instagram or you like see them in a red carpet and you're like, oh my gosh, their lives are flawless. And they are amazing. They're amazing lives, but they're also very real. And so I think getting to see this real side of them has been like a really cool experience for the women to be able to share that and then for people to be able to see that. Have you had any times where the husbands have gone back and listened or had found out what their wife said or something? And they're like, hey, what? Wait, I need to tell my side of the story. <laughs> like, why did you share that? Well, wait a second, a little too much. Like, don't put that out there. Or any wives that have been like, oh, I don't know if I should have said that. You know, I think there's like a vulnerability hangover or something that happens sometimes because we are just having like a real conversation and we're getting into real topics and real life stuff. And I do think sometimes women, the women will share a lot of things that they're not trying to hide. But when you're just having a casual conversation talking to a girlfriend, sometimes you just share vulnerably, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think like, you know, sometimes people be like, oh my gosh, can I edit this out? Or, oh my gosh, like, oh shoot, I think I overshared. And, you know, I don't really edit my podcast. It's just, podcast is just a 
Ugh. free flowing conversation. I don't edit either really. So I'm not going to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, it's sort of a free flowing conversation. I kind of think that's what makes it special mm-hmm. is that it's not all like pieced together. It's just a conversation. And so I do get that sometimes the women, the women and wives are like, Oh my God, I wish I would have said this differently. Or did I say that? Did I say too much? Or, but overall I feel like all of my guests are so incredible and their hearts are so good and they're so pure and they want to do such great things with their lives that them being vulnerable just makes people more in love with them. Do you have one? Like if someone's listening right now and they didn't know about your podcast, like one that stands out to you, I know that you love all these women, but not necessarily your favorite person by any means, but one that stood out to where you got a lot of feedback or a lot of, you know, people, it, it resonated with them that people should maybe start with. If they were to go find one, yeah. I recommend you just always kind of start from the beginning <laughs> and then you have something to kind of binge for a long time. But if there was an episode they, that you wanted them to look for. I think the one I did with Caroline Bryan has gotten a, a ton of response because A, she's married to Luke Bryan, who's such a superstar, but then you get to know Caroline and she has so many layers to her. She's hilarious, first mm-hmm. off, which I did not know until she got on Instagram a couple years ago and started like pranking all of her family and putting it up there. And I'm like, oh my God, she's the funniest person on earth. I know, like living in their house seems like it would be amazing. Like Like, so fun. I know, I was like, God, my house is so lame. Like I (laughs) I need to be, I've I've seriously had the thought of like, I just need to chill out in my house and we need to live more like the Bryans. And just prank everybody and have fun. And I know, I just want to be like her too. And she's beautiful. And so- that to me is, it starts off like she and Luke are so fun and they're so fun spirited and they're so like, they're so hot on top of it. And then they have this huge career, but then you start getting into the podcast and you realize, wow, there's so many layers. Like they've been through so much, so much tragedy and from him losing his siblings, them adopting his siblings' children to her brother losing his child who had Down syndrome when she was one and starting a charity called Brett's Barn in her honor and like just helping children with like disabilities. And it's just like, they're so beautiful. They're so talented. They're so fun. They're so lighthearted. But yet there's these, this depth of this lay, all these layers to them that they choose to view so positively and embrace all the tragedy that's happened with such a positive spirit that it's just so inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And I listen to that one and it's definitely good. So I agree with that as one to start with, for sure. Brittany Kelly's was also awesome, too, who's married to uh, Brian Kelly of Florida Georgia. Oh, I haven't listened to that one. Mm -mm. Because she grew up and, like, she witnessed, not witnessed, her parents or her mom was, like, murdered. And then she was raised by her grandmother, and she ended up then getting taken in by some friends. And, I mean, I might not be saying this all perfectly because it's been a minute since we had the interview, but then she always had dreams to go to college and be creative and start a business and have this entrepreneurial spirit. And she just made it happen for herself. Like she is such a hustler. And, and she has Tribe Kelly. She started Tribe Kelly, that clothing line. And she's just so driven. And she overcame so much tragedy as a young child and a young person. Gosh, and then, I had no idea. I know. And then just to get to this place where she's so positive and she's so beautiful. And obviously she and Brian have this really amazing life, but she just overcame so much and that's a big part of the podcast too it's like you would never know these women overcame so much or like went through so much or were dealing with all of this these other moments that aren't that aren't shiny that aren't happy that are sad that are hard but yet they're persevering they're learning from them they're 
moving on and making great things in their life and using all this as just inspiration to be better, you know? Yeah, and I think inspiration for others, and I love that you're giving them a place to talk. I mean, and I'm sure they have other places that they talk to, but yours is a place where, or people, if we want to listen, we can go and we can hear all these stories and all the different layers, and each story, you never know what listener of yours that's going to offer comfort to. Yeah. And I feel like that's why when I'm sitting down to do what I do, it's like, we just want to, if I can bring comfort to one First of all, I like to pretend one person just listening anyways, <laughs> but thankfully there's more than one. But I, you know, I, if I connect with one person or like on their drive to work, whether they're listening to the Bobby Bone show or they're listening to the podcast now, like whatever that is, maybe someone right now needs to hear about the importance of community and women and sharing and being vulnerable. And not that that means you have to go share your story with the whole world and everybody has to know, but like not to keep stuff in because then you know, it's not helping you to stuff it down, but then you're missing out on an opportunity to help others. And it's scary to share. Being vulnerable is very scary, but I agree with you. I think it is so helpful and so important, A, for yourself to like heal and get that out there. But also when you can share something that's so vulnerable, it, you're going to touch someone else because that's something I've learned from doing all these podcasts. We're all just in on this human experience and nobody is getting out of here without some scars and bruises and pain. And so like if we can share it and like come together, mm-hmm. it makes us feel not alone. Yeah. And sharing, like you may be listening to this. And again, I'll reiterate, because it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be on a podcast to share. You don't have to have a platform to share. It could be just reaching out to a family member to share or a friend to share. And I'm bad about that too. Sometimes I feel like I share so much at work because it's my job to share it. And we as a show, from early on, Bobby you know, we laid the the groundwork for we're going to share our lives, the good and the bad. Um, Has that been hard? Is that scary for you or are you used to it now? You know, I think at first it was hard. It was hard for Ben, my husband, because he's so private. Mm -hmm. And so I would put so much out there that he'd be like, I mean, I would come home from work, especially early on. We've been married 12 years. So rewind 12 years ago, I would get phone calls after the show and he'd be like, my friend just called me and told me that you said this on the radio about our life. And like, he's like, that's, that's our, and I'm like, babe, whoa, like, you know, my job is to share and I want to put it out there. Like I, I want to share. I mean, we don't share every little detail. Don't get me wrong. Cause there's some stuff that should be kept private until maybe it shouldn't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that that was the hardest part, I think, was sharing things that other people in my life that affects weren't others. okay with. And then I would have, I'd feel bad. So now- How I did think you we, move through we, that? I think now we have a better system. Hey, are you cool if I talk about this? Okay, you kind of run it by mm-hmm, But I still mess up because sometimes we're just going with the flow on the show. Yeah. And I'll end up saying things and he'll, he, he sits on stuff for a little bit because he really likes to think it through. And it happened just last week. We were on a walk in the evening and I know what I said. I won't repeat it here just because then I'm saying it no again. No need to say it again. Right? <laughs> but it, it had happened like two days before that walk. And he said, hey, you know, I was listening back to the Bobby Bone Show replay. And you kind of said this. He goes, I need you to understand, like, for me, that was something that was a really big deal. And when it's, I don't want you talking about it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I thought it was we were kind of over that. And I could talk about it. And again, maybe somebody else could relate, but he's, but that's his story. Right. It's right. It's not mine. Right. So now I know, and I'm not going to bring it up again. And 
It, but it was bad. I mean, but he hit, we've matured a lot. I think back in the day, he would have hit me right away. Right. And then now he's like, I'm going to think on this. And when I do bring it to her, I'm going to stay calm. And I'm going to say, hey, you know when you did this, not like already get mad. That's amazing. Because it is, I'm sure it is difficult because the thing that makes y'all show so great and you so great is your vulnerability and your willingness to share. But yeah, I mean, when you have your family involved and maybe someone else isn't as comfortable, I could totally see how that could get yeah. and tricky I could sometimes. See, that's why I'm saying I could see where some of these wives are sitting down with you and it's like, get real. And then they're you, like, you oh. already are their friend. So it yeah. just seems like friends just chatting. And then when it airs, they might be like, oh, oh my God. You know, and that's why I was thinking maybe sometimes if their husbands ever get wind. <laughs> but like, even when you were doing the Caroline Bryan one, like Luke was there and he walked in. Yeah, he yeah. was there in the beginning. And actually we had, um, Caroline had gone through a miscarriage too and I had just gotten pregnant when I was interviewing her. Mm-hmm. And so I was like super excited. I was pregnant again, not right. after the miscarriage. And um, I was super excited, but also super anxious because I was scared it wasn't going to stick. And um, Luke was like, I just think people, he walked in and he's like, I just think people need to be open about it and talk about these kind of things. It's important to share this. And I was like, that's really awesome. That- I've, I mean, and it t- I know it took incredible strength for you to come out and share that. And I think I can think of, a handful of girls that have done so because an Instagram gives a platform to do that too and share. And I do see more and more women talk about it and, mm-hmm. and I know it's not easy, but so I do commend it. Um, but it, I don't know, cause I've never experienced it. I don't know, but I, I feel like it's your, it, the more, when one person talks about it, it can be like a domino effect toward the other, because I feel like so many women suffer in silence. Yes. And they don't, they do feel like they're alone. And then they, there's a cycle, I'm sure, of like blaming yourself and just not feeling worthy. Mm-hmm. Well, and also like the thing that it's also opened my eyes to is just the pregnancy journey in general. And just like, I, you try your whole life not to get pregnant, you know? And then all of a sudden, like you want to have a baby <laughs> yeah. and it's like, wow, this is not easy, you know? And it's like, I just, gives me a lot of empathy for this whole experience of parenthood because, you know, there's a, like, there's a million ways to become a parent. And it's just like, it's not, it's, I have so many friends who have gone through so many things in their journey. And it just makes you realize we are just all in this together and it's emotional. I mean, it makes me cry. It's like the whole journey is emotional because it's just like you can't plan it. You don't know what's going to happen, and you just have to deal the, deal with the cards that you're dealt and just trust in the bigger picture and just follow your follow your journey and just, you know, see see how it all unfolds. But it's emotional. It's really a, an emotional journey, and a lot of women are on it. You know, it's not like – I would say this, it's less normal for people just to get pregnant, you know? Right. Even <laughs> though you see people getting pregnant all the time, it's still – there's you don't know all the women in – it's suffering in silence or because you don't know them and you can't see that their belly isn't yeah. sticking out eight months big, but they may have infertility. They may have had miscarriages. You don't know the whole, yeah, yeah. but there's probably a lot more women. It's harder to get pregnant. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. So I just, I have actually, and even though that's, it's been like a, a, an emotional journey, that whole process to get pregnant, I, really am grateful for it because it's opened my eyes so much to just just having so much grace yes and two I feel like it has you like loving your body like you love your <laughs> pregnant body and I yes. love that you're doing that and you're vocal about it on Instagram which 
Caroline's Instagram is at Carol Hobby, C-A-R-O-H-O-B-B-Y. Yeah. <laughs> and so you can go check it out, follow her, whatever. But you you are, you're like, okay, here it is. Like you're trying on swimsuits, all Naked. kinds of pregnant at Walmart. And <laughs> but you're just like, you know, and you're dealing with changes in your body that you haven't had to deal with. But yeah. but you're like, I'm carrying a baby. I'm bringing a new life into this world. I don't care. Yeah. It's giving me a big gratitude for it because I think before, I mean, honestly, before I was like, uh, I would kind of obsessive about like, weight and appearance and stuff you know well you and I have talked about too we both have a past with eating eating disorders and all like sorts of stuff you know just so caught up in all that right and after trying to get pregnant not being able to and then finally getting pregnant I was like you know I just I'm grateful to be able to carry this baby and it's crazy what's happening to my body and yes sometimes my vanity flares up a little bit I'm like oh my god this is insane (laughs) but it's also just like I'm it's such a wild ride that I'm just embracing. I feel more comfortable being naked than ever before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sorry that I sent you like three dozen Tiff's treats. Oh God, that was such <laughs> that a great surprise. <laughs> oh no. And it's also, I just like, if I, everyone's like, have you had cravings when you're pregnant? And I'm like, I think it's more of a, like a, an excuse. I, have always had cravings, but I just had more discipline before I got pregnant. And now that I'm pregnant, I'm like, oh yeah, I can eat six cookies in one setting or go to Chick-fil-A and get a chocolate chip Oreo uh, milkshake every day because I'm pregnant. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Whereas before, I don't know if it's the be- if it's the baby or if it's me, <laughs> you know, like before you like, you know, it's you. <laughs> right. And now you have the baby to blame right. a little bit. Exactly. Yes. No, I, I, I love your honesty. I also love Again, your positivity, I said at the beginning, you're someone that's full of joy. And I know that that's, I feel like the more I get to know you and I know a little bit of your family and like, I feel like that's probably just your, your spirit, your vibe. You've kind of always been, and your mom's very like, very much (laughs) all about the joy, all about the joy and like the, you know, just love everybody. Yes. And I think that that's great. But I also too admire that you, you want to put the positivity out there Yeah, and you, I, so I encourage people to follow along with you, to check out Get Real, to check you out on Instagram because, you know, you are joy and positivity and light. And Well, you're so sweet. I definitely have the other side too. Like, and I think that's yes, why- I was, Oh, I didn't finish my sentence. I got sidetracked because I was thinking <laughs> like, I feel like some of that is just, you know, there's nature and nurture. I feel like your parents like are positive people like you were- you were raised to be that way, but also I can tell some of it's, it's a choice. Like, you yeah. know that you could choose to be one way or another and you actively try to be that light to people. I can definitely sink to the bottom of the well and just sit in my deep, dark feelings of just, I'm so emotional that if I let myself just ride my emotions down to the bottom, I mean, I could get lost down there. And I have, like, especially in my 20s, I would get so lost in my feelings and just... um I could just like get wrapped up in these waves of emotion and just feel so sad and overwhelmed by feelings. And so I think that I have definitely actively worked on always choosing the positive because it feels pretty bad when you're really like sad and let yourself sink to the bottom Mm -hmm. and get stuck in those feelings. So I think through like therapy, growing up, just getting older and like living life, I'm like, okay, I actively want to see the positive side and not get swept away with feelings that are more like 
depressing. Yeah, no, I love it. I feel like we had a little well-rounded chat here. I hope people <laughs> learn to find the girlfriends that you can go on walks with and share things with and, and talk with um, or whoever that looks like in your life. Maybe it's not a girlfriend. Maybe it's a guy friend or maybe it's a spouse. I feel like sometimes even your significant other or your boyfriend, like you're not being open yeah. and sharing. And for whatever reason, sometimes we can be guarded. So whatever that looks like for you, this is our encouragement. Yes. And then also to don't say stay stuck in the bottom of the barrel. Like yes. choose the joy, the positivity. And you do that too. Hard. You are so good at choosing joy. I don't feel like I'm as good as you. You are. No, you're like all about the light. No, you're so good about. You're like, pimping joy. Yeah, I'm pimping joy. <laughs> My mom was the original joy pimper, but. I feel like I can get stuck in a rut. I mean, yeah. I, think I, I feel have like to we have probably the... all rely on each other for encouragement and inspiration. Of Like, I see you doing it. Maybe you see me doing it or another person doing it. And then we feed off of that. So that's another good thing about doing it is because, again, it's that domino effect. It can spread. But I do think it's okay to feel both sides. Because when yes, you feel the agree. other side, it makes you appreciate having joy. And it makes you really want to have joy. You know, like, if you just... I mm-hmm. think knowing both sides is not a bad thing. And also it gives you a depth of empathy for people. Yes. And I think, you know, even when I, I talked about my mom being the original Pimper of Joy, like Pimp and Joy started with her because of her motto of choosing joy during cancer. Um, and that was our that was our motto. Like that was our theme, but it certainly wasn't every day. Well, and, and, yeah. and she would even say, and it was important for my sister and I and her to remember like, okay, yeah, we're all choosing joy, but right now this sucks. Yes. And these are my real feelings and I'm going to go cry and I'm angry and I'm mad. And, and we would, it was important. You're hundred percent right to live in that. Just because you're pimping joy doesn't mean you can do it all the time. I saw Ellen right. say that on her, uh, I watched her like interview, her Ellen said pimp and joy. No, oh, she didn't say pimp and joy. How cool would that be? <laughs> but she says like, be kind to one another or whatever at the end of her show. Mm-hmm. And she said, it's so frustrating because now she's like the kind girl. Like she's not allowed to not be, to be in a bad mood because mm-hmm. she's like, be kind to one another. But she's right, like, sometimes not, I have a bad no. day. <laughs> Trust me, like Mary and I talk about how if we're wearing or anybody else for that matter, sometimes because she handles all the customer service emails for the shop forward and someone will be so upset about their pimp and joy order and they'll be like cussing and saying mad <laughs> things and like all this stuff. And she's like, wait, do we even want to mail you this Pimp and Joy hat or shirt or whatever? Because like you are not representative of joy, which I get it. We all have bad days, but like maybe when you're ordering a shirt about choosing joy and spreading joy, you should like exude the joy. Yeah. Um, but then there's even times where I've had to check myself. And I think Mary even posted something on Instagram the other day because she was at the airport and she had on, she was like, probably shouldn't have worn a joy shirt to the airport. Not feeling it. Because yeah, it's like, you never know. We worked with this guy too. He used to work a lot with the Bobby Bone Show and would travel a lot. And he had the worst airport temper and he would wear a pimp and joy hat. And I'd be like, before you go talk to the, airline people can you take off your hat because you're I know you and you're not about to be representative of joy so yeah like it is that I feel Ellen on that like yeah be kind oh shoot oh shoot I'm in a really bad mood today right Uh, I know that's 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 that fine line you know I know humanity but I have to say what you and what Bobby and what y'all show has done and all the love and joy y'all have spread is truly remarkable. Well, it's because of our listeners. Like, they're amazing. But it's amazing that you guys have given your listeners a platform to be able to get involved and help and spread joy and 
give to causes. I think that's just, it's incredible what y'all are doing with your platform. So way to go, you guys. Yeah. All you listening. Yes. (laughs) Way to go. I well, thank you. Uh, Just for bringing that, thanking them, bringing the opportunity to thank them. I think that's what Mary will post that a lot too on the shop forward. She'll just be like, when she looks at the donation amount, she's like, this is insane. It's crazy. And it's literally only because people have wanted to come alongside and, and represent whatever we happen to be putting out there. Um, so I think I was going to kind of do a recap, but knowing us, we could probably keep going and going and going. And I started to recap and then we got sidetracked. I know. (laughs) Um, but now, now I got to go on my walk because now I'm motivated because the waddle over here did it. The pregnant girl out beating me. Um, so, but I think I recapped a little bit about finding your group yeah. Like I'm trying to think of like the takeaways here is like find your someone Support that you group. can share with, yes. be vulnerable with, like so you can have that connection and you don't feel alone. And then also too, and then we covered a couple of the other ones, but then I just want to encourage people, yeah, if they haven't checked out your podcast to do it. Hey, thanks, and it's, Amy. Yeah, it's Get Real. And you do interact a lot with people on Instagram that send you comments. I love when you, you're good about that. Like you're screenshotting. You're like, this is awesome. <laughs> like you love the interaction. Um once that baby comes, it might change a little bit because uh, right. I realized with my two kids, I'm like, oh man, sometimes I see things people are doing on Instagram. But that's another thing we need to not do is compare. compare. We can't compare. Oh God. Let's just wrap with that because like <laughs> that is the truth. Like, and I try so hard not to compare, but sometimes you just can't help compare. And social media is so amazing because it's such a great platform for so many, such a great outlet and it's such a great platform in so many ways, but it really can make you feel bad about yourself too sometimes that you're not doing enough or that you're not enough or you know who knows what so we're just gonna end it by telling everyone listening that they are enough you are enough you are enough you are enough and just because someone has an awesome social media post doesn't mean that they don't have a bad day too yeah (laughs) and be kind and be kind but caroline and i are allowed to not be kind (laughs) some days if we don't want to yeah just like ellen yeah (laughs) four things Okay, so vulnerability is definitely something that we cover a lot on this podcast uh, with myself, with you guys, with guests that we have on. Big fan of Brene Brown up in here, which if you're not familiar with her work, you know, it, it centers around being vulnerable. And I also follow this life coach from Austin. Her name is Sarah Sherwood. I met her at this retreat I went to a couple of summers ago at Jessica Honiger's Ranch. Several girls she had out there and Sarah was kind of like our life coach for the weekend and she's awesome and so smart and amazing. And oh, she just was able to like put things into perspective where you're like, huh, I never looked at it that way. So uh, you could follow along her website, sarah-sherwood.com. She's, she's great. I sign up for her email blast. So I get little emails from her every once in a while that just kind of stick with me. And she sent out one talking about vulnerability and how one of the myths is weakness. And I know that that's a common thing for people to think like, oh, I don't want to get vulnerable because I don't want to come across as weak. Uh, So I thought I would read this. It's just like a quick little thing here. And maybe it's something that one of you needs to hear. So here's what Sarah wrote. Culturally, we are raised to believe that regardless of what is going on, we need to armor up, brace against the difficulty, soldier on, and push through. If we're not able to do this, then we are weak. But this does not bear up under the research findings of what it means to live courageously. In Brene Brown's research on shame, vulnerability, and courage, she says, 
You can only imagine, for me personally, what it meant to look back over 13,000 pieces of data and not be able to find a single example of courage that wasn't all about vulnerability. Vulnerability isn't about weakness. It's about strength. It exemplifies the courage to show up, take risk, be seen, even when there is no certainty of the outcome. Courage is all about telling our stories with our whole heart. We find connection when we are present in our lives in spite of the imperfect, messy parts. We sometimes falter in our attempt to live wholeheartedly because when we believe vulnerability is weakness, we can also believe some paradoxes of vulnerability. We may think vulnerability is courage and strength in another person, but it is weakness in ourselves. Often, it is the first thing we look for when meeting someone new. We want to know that they're real, but it's the last thing we want to expose within ourselves. Any of this resonating with y'all? So uh, anyway, that's what Sarah wrote. And I was like, okay, wow. Like, thank you for that. Like, just think about it. Think about what you expect of other people. And then what are you willing to show up with and open up about when it comes to yourself? So one of the myths of vulnerability, weakness and that was, if I was supposed to read that for you, then I hope you take it with you. I think we all can kind of try to keep that in our back pocket as a reminder to be open when we need to be. It doesn't mean we have to walk around being vulnerable all day long to anybody and everybody, but I think you know the right times where you need to open up and it's okay. It actually takes courage to do so and you are strong. You are not weak. So thank you, Sarah Sherwood, for that. Okay, that's a wrap on today's episode. I've got my email shout out here. Uh, But quickly before I get to that, thank you to Lisa for coming on and Caroline Hobby. Y'all can follow them on Instagram. That would be awesome. If you listened and you really enjoyed them, send them a note like, hey, heard you on Amy's podcast. You're great. Everybody loves a little encouragement. You never know what kind of day somebody's having and a little note like that might totally brighten their day. And then also Mary's still sitting here for the outro, but send her a note. Hey, loved the thing you did with Amy. She's at Mary underscore on Instagram. But the real, where she does like a lot of stories and then post stuff is she's always over on the shop forward as well. So you can hit her up there too. So email shout out, Mary, you're going to like this because it has to do with food and joy. Hey, Amy, my name is Hannah Wiley, and I'm from a small town in Kansas. I just wanted to share some thoughts with you as I just completed my first of many college assignments. The assignment asked me to share a story that has impacted my life. I chose to write about Pimp and Joy and how you and your family have changed my outlook on life completely. Your story is incredibly relatable, humbling, and inspiring to me as I have a similar story. My grandmother just passed away after battling brain cancer for many years. Towards the end end of her life, she suffered. She couldn't walk, talk, or eat. My family relied heavily on the Bobby Bone Show for our daily dose of positivity. My family's conversations were and are like 75% talking about y'all. My relationship with my grandmother was and will always be a big part of who I am. Because of you and the Pimp and Joy movement, I began to see the importance of finding the good in every day, no matter how big the struggles were. My perspective on life changed tremendously as I was no longer dwelling on the negatives, but I began to see how I could impact the lives of others by choosing joy. Although my grandmother may not be here with us anymore, I'm comforted knowing that I will spread joy in her honor. Although we don't personally know each other, I feel like we are BFFs. LOL. I can't thank you enough for everything you've done for me and my family. You have truly changed our lives. Thanks again, Hannah. 
And Hannah, this email means a lot. And I know that you were, you're writing it to me. So there was a lot of like you, but the pimp and joy thing is such a, it's started with my mom and it's her story. And then like through the Bobby Bone Show and then Mary with the shot forward, we brought it to life as a movement, like with the hashtag and putting it out there and the apparel, the hats, the shirts, the sweatshirts, the totes. The coffee mugs. Did y'all know there's Pimp and Joy coffee mugs? I bet you didn't, but there is. The license plate covers, the sticker decals. I mean, there's all kinds of different ways where you can just see. And I love when y'all see Pimp and Joy out and about randomly and you take a picture mm-hmm. and you send it to us. That always, I mean, and that I love that, don't you? Yeah, it's so cool. So uh, I just want to thank you for taking the time to email Hannah. And I'm sorry that you lost your grandma. Um, I know that just sucks. Like, I hate that for you. But... Yeah, we got to look for the good no matter what. And I know that she would love and appreciate that you are now spreading joy and choosing joy in her honor because she would want that for you. So you were doing the right thing for sure. So shout out to my mom, the OG pimper of joy. I know. What would she say if she like do? I mean, I feel like my mom would freak out because she she passed away, unfortunately, too early on in it. Yeah, she she saw she was already freaking out at what was happening then. Just with the hashtag. Just with the hashtag, because she wasn't. She passed away a few weeks before we launched the first hat. So any merch. So yeah, she would. She couldn't believe people were actually gravitating towards it and actually doing it. Sorry, my dog just took a deep breath and snored. But she, I think she would just. I feel like. I don't know. She handles everything so well and she was a humble person anyways. So she would probably find it pretty unbelievable, but she would give glory to God. I first thing, that's exactly what she'd do. She'd be like, well, this is God, not me. And she would think it was amazing. And she'd probably cry, freak out, especially because like millions of dollars have now been donated (laughs) to various causes that, I mean, and it's because of you shopping you guys doing it or just mm-hmm. spreading the word about Pimp and Joy or using the hashtag or wrapping your gear or, you know, doing like Hannah, just uh, looking at tough situations in your life and being like, you know what, this is, this is how I'm going to handle it because it's really easy to get sat. And there's going to be days where it's not easy to do that. And I get that and we're not perfect and it's okay to have those tough days and just live in those emotions and those feelings that maybe aren't so joyful and positive. But I think if your overall theme, right, when you agree is to choose joy and make the best of things, you'll just, your life will feel a lot more better and fulfilled and not so like, oh, I just want to crawl in my bed and not ever come out. Uh, Although... Those those days days are okay. Those days are fun, especially if there's something really good to binge on Netflix. Um, Okay, well, thank you, Hannah, for the email, and thanks for listening to this episode, especially if you're listening right now, because that means you listen to the whole thing thing. Shout out. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful thing. Laugh a little more thing. Tight, tighten up your core thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. 
But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. 